Welcome to The Causes of Things. I'm your host, Michael O'Fallon. This is the first of a weekly focus on every Friday of the week titled Fertile Fallacy Friday. Well, what is a fertile fallacy? Throughout the sociopolitical universe, there has been a phenomenon as of late that allows the architects of change to perform a manipulative influence to either achieve a desired result or create a pseudo-necessity for change in society. Plainly stated, when a change in opinion or sociological shift is desired, a big lie is told in order to disrupt something as large as a cultural norm or as small as a local election. This phenomenon is properly defined as a fertile fallacy. A fertile fallacy is a statement or idea that on the surface may seem to be true because of a spurious accusation or because of inherent biases of the receiver. Even though the accusation or statement lacks veracity, it is received as a truth from those that wish it to be true, and hence it will have a life of its own until the fertile fallacy is dismantled. Plainly stated, A fertile fallacy can be understood as a lie that has legs and will accomplish a manipulative function for the architect of the fallacy. The fertile fallacy is a useful point of leverage in the process of reflexivity. Reflexivity is a process that has been the agent of change used by the gentleman known as George Soros and his organizations associated with the Open Society's foundations. Fertile fallacies are used for a purpose, to ensure that another goal or larger plan is enacted or put into place without the knowledge or support of those who are supporting the original fertile fallacy. We'll explore the concept of reflexivity in the coming weeks. But for now, a few examples of fertile fallacies. Number one, the migrant crisis. In the United States and Europe, a massive, demographic-changing, nation-morphing movement of peoples has occurred during the Bush and Obama administrations and the Merkel, Blair, Cameron, Hollande, and Juncker administrations in the EU. The same talking points were used in both continents, The same standard operating procedures were used in the receiving and dispersing of people. And the same fertile fallacies were used to create the reflexive issue and elicit initial support from the general populace of each nation. The migrants are fleeing violence fallacy was used but later debunked when it was discovered that the majority of men coming up from Central and South America and the U.S. were from non-warring countries and the same for the falsely attributed refugees in the EU. The United States, non-governmental organizations, and open societies foundations with the EU encouraged migration to their nation states with promises of a better life and more opportunity, all while creating a fertile fallacy of small children and families fleeing catastrophic persecution as the primary manipulative function. The goals of the pseudo-migrant crisis change society, replace diminishing populations, 
create a worker class to replace a population that will not work in physical labor. Disrupt the democratic process. Encourage globalism and defeat the present hierarchy. The next would be, quote, Donald Trump's administration can't get anything done, end quote. This self-fulfilling fertile fallacy has been created by the Democratic and Republican establishment, while both parties stall appointees, push back on normative business, and use the courts to suppress standing law. If the congressional and judicial branches resist business from the executive branch, it is easy to see how the executive branch is going to have a difficult time getting anything done. This combined with special counsels based on fertile fallacies, Russia-Trump collusion, let's say, another fertile fallacy, results in the establishment swamp creating its own self-fulfilling proclamations as the nation continues to inch towards a global, progressive future. Here's another one. Being nationalistic makes you a Nazi. This globalist fertile fallacy is full of self-contradictory statements. The only reference back to nationalism is the cruelty and horrific outcomes of the Third Reich. What the statement does not address is that it took a strong nation in the United Kingdom, along with a strong prime minister in Winston Churchill, to defeat the Nazi threat. Furthermore, the eventual globalist goal is a supranational entity, which will demand nationalistic dedication at all costs for its future citizens. The sad result of this anti-nationalistic push is, of course, the adoption of open societies and the creation of a non-elected, supranational governing state. Be aware of the presuppositions and ideas and agents of manipulation through mass media, politicians, religious leaders, and social media in today's volatile, information-loaded environment. Your ability to discern true statements from those that seek to influence you with fertile fallacies will impact your decisions, your votes, and the future of our world. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this is The Causes of Things. Thank you.